Today on Church and State, white liberals, well, you guys got mental health problems. Hello, Christian Patriots, and welcome to Church and State, where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics. And I'm your host, Caleb Collier, once again, your favorite far-right shock jock and the most schizophrenic show you listen to on a daily basis. I was having a discussion with the, uh, with the guys here, and um, I've, I've had a few people reach out, and apparently my idea on the EMP... Uh, as a solution for dealing with my technological woes was too extreme. Apparently people were like, really, man, like an EMP, that's your solution. I think I'm onto something. I don't think I'm wrong here. Uh, I, I think it's a great idea. And, uh, you know, I, I talked about it when I first floated the idea to the audience that this would backtrack all of the globalist plans but as I was talking with the guys, we were kind of picturing that world. And, and I wasn't the only one that was giddy over the idea. Okay, I, I, I promise you that. But we were kind of talking about what that would look like for different nations. And, uh, you know, we were talking about England and, and, you know, the surveillance state that has occurred there. And, and you know, everything is tech. Uh, you know, we talked about China. You know, obviously, that's probably the greatest surveillance state in the entire uh, world. Uh, America, obviously, I mean, all these countries, they would all have these issues, right? And then we'd have North Korea. And in North Korea, it'd be like... Did something just happen? Like, no one would notice! No one would notice a thing. <laughs> North Korea would actually probably fare better than any other nation in the world. They'd be all like, everybody else would be like in a dead straight panic. How do we farm? I don't even know how to live. And North Koreans would be like, oh, we got this. So maybe my idea of an EMP for the entire world is actually just an idea to benefit the North Koreans, to pull them out of communism, to make them successful. I, I am such a benevolent host. Am I not? You're supposed to agree with me. That's why I don't pay you. <laughs> anyway, churchstate.media. Wait, what would you say? <laughs> yeah, North Korea. You will work and you will like it. Anyway, you can have all the vacation days you want. <laughs> We're working on getting you paid. Anyway, churchstate.media. Hey, we are in a fundraising mode right now. We are staying on the American Christian Network. Um I, I want to. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fantastic platform. I know a lot of people get uh, their daily kicks from this, uh, from this show, and I want to make sure that you continue to, uh, to enjoy life by listening to the sound of my voice. I really am benevolent. Anyway, go to the, go to the website, download the show, share them with your friends. Big, did you just accuse me of having a big head? No, you would never do that. 
Anyway. <laughs> I'm glad your mics are muted. Uh, <laughs> take advantage of all of our fine affiliates. Uh, donate and, and then also take advantage of our fine affiliates. Who do I want to talk about? Let's talk about, uh, I don't think I've done the Tuttle Twins yet. Love these books. Love the cartoons as well. You're never, as a man anyway, women will completely disagree with this statement. Women, you, you come home and your husband's on the couch in his favorite pair of, of underwear that have holes in them, right? And we're just lounging. We got like massive bowl of cereal. It still happens. And we're watching cartoons, right? And women are like, what are you doing? Like I'm, I'm living life. Like this is the good life right now. Hey, women don't get that. But you know what? The Tuttle Twins have fantastic cartoons that you can watch it with your kids. And they're going to get a great message. A great message about capitalism. It's a beautiful thing. So check out the website. We're going to get a portion of whatever you buy. Uh, these books are phenomenal. Replace, uh, you know what you should do? We've got a great idea. People with uh, a little excess cash to spend, number one, donate to us. Number two, buy some Tuttle Twins books. And then just go into your public libraries and just put them in the shelves. Like, check out the, the porn crap that they have in there that are, that are trying to indoctrinate your kids into deviant lifestyles. Check those out and never return them and replace them with Tuttle Twins books. The world would be a better place. All right. Lastly, if you want to get a hold of us, Church and State 1776 at Proton.me. Let's get right into these stories. I love... I love this first one. It makes me sad. The city in Washington, or this city in Washington, was just named one of the saddest cities in the entire country. Guess where that is? That's right, ladies and gentlemen, or those of you that at least live in the same city that I do, we live in a very sad city. Yeah, Spokane is ranked 15th saddest city in the entire country. That's pretty pathetic. Why are so many people in Spokane sad? Well, they have their reasons, all right? The study, which considered factors such as depression rates, suicide rates, and access to mental health care, sheds light on the complex issue of mental health in the Pacific Northwest city. Obviously, depression is a critical concern nationwide, but we're one of the saddest. So here are the factors. The city's climate. Well, we are currently in November, and it got cold. And I don't know about all of you, but I want to literally wrap myself in as many blankets as I can and just stare angrily at the sky. Yeah, I hate winter. I do. Every time winter rolls around in this city, I have one question on my mind. Why do I live here? And for those of you that are ski bunnies and snowboarders and things like that, and they're like, you just got to get outside. You just got to enjoy it. No, I won't. I don't like it. Plus, I'm getting to an age where skiing just hurts now. It, it does. It's just it, like the jarring on your back and spine. Ah, I don't know. Thank you. All right. Like I used to do it a little bit. I don't like it. I've never ice skated in my life. It's too late to start now. Tell you that right now. I break a hip. But I get this. They talk about seasonal affective disorder. I've known people that have it. They're fine for summer, spring, fall. Well, we get like fall that's like this long but winter they're just a totally different person so i get it if i had my way beach i would be at the beach there is no better place in the world than on a warm beach you with me guys 
Dan's with me. Chris, no? Beach? Not too hot? It's never too hot when you can dip into the ocean. It's lovely. Anyway, City's Economy, they talk about the fact that we have a relatively high unemployment rate and poverty rate exceeding the national average. Oh, I don't know if you've driven through the fine city of Spokane these days, but yeah, you can see it. You can see it as plain as my face. It's, uh, we've got a problem. We've, we've always been rather stagnant. We don't have a lot of industry that moves into this area. And why would we? We're so close to the Idaho border with the policies that are enacted in Olympia and Seattle. Why would a company move here when they can just go 30 miles to the east? And guess what? They're in a state where they actually encourage capital growth, where they have lower taxes. Huh. You mean a business wants to go where they're not going to get taxed as much? Cost of living is cheaper. Oh, yeah, that that makes sense. Okay, so you want to fix that? Fix our policies. And the city's social isolation. Now, this one I find can be uh, a good and a bad. Like, I've lived in major cities before. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot to do. There's a lot to get angry about. Road rage on the traffic. But people live in rural, more rural areas because they want to, because they like that social isolation. They, I mean, and it's not necessarily social isolation. They like the isolation from the problems of the big cities. They like the fact that in Spokane, you can get to anywhere without too much traffic in 15 minutes, 20 minutes tops. It's not bad. So I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but they say social, social isolation is a known risk factor for depression. Here's the thing, guys. You can find friends anywhere. If you've got a personality like me, you're set for life. You are never going to lack from a wide variety of friends. Now, if you have a personality like, uh, well, I don't know, maybe Gabe, you might struggle there. He's very off-putting. I get it. I know people watch the show more when it's just me. (laughs) I'm in rare form today. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Uh, The Washington Free Beacon has a fantastic story. White libs more likely to have mental health problems. Are you shocked? I know when I read this story, I was flabbergasted. Wait, how, how is this even possible? that white liberals have more mental health issues. I thought they were the most progressive. I thought they were the happiest because they were living guilt-free in their sin. Right? Aren't aren't all these leftist, socialist, communist policies, aren't they all designed to make us all equal? And when we're all equal, we're all going to be happy? I thought that was the case. I'm shocked by this. But no, white liberals are significantly more likely than other racial and ideological groups to be diagnosed with mental health conditions, according to science. Well, you know how much we trust science on this show. Findings from the Pew Research Center survey published in March 2020 was a subject of recent Twitter threads. Yep, they caught on once again. It's a little bit of an older news, but guess what? It's cycling back through because, well, it's so darn funny. According to the survey, white liberals of all ages were more likely to have been diagnosed with mental health conditions compared with their moderate and conservative peers. Hmm. So they, uh, and it was especially pronounced among young people ages 18 to 29, the most annoying demographic. I agree with them on that one. You guys really are. The youth these days. 
Yep, there's my old man coming out. So nearly half of all young white liberals, 46% reported being diagnosed with a mental health condition. Significantly higher the percentage of young white moderates, 26%, and one young white conservatives at 21%. And interestingly enough, young white people who identified as very liberal were considerably more likely to report mental health problems even compared with their peers who identified as liberal. I'm not surprised at all there. Oh, you mean the very progressive, very liberal ones who uh, believe they uh, may be a dog? What was that called again? Dog? They had a weird name. Anyway, you'll see it from uh, our previous episode. The transgenders, the ones that are confused about their sexual attractions, the ones who pierce all their body parts and all that. Yeah, you think they might have mental health problems? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Interestingly enough, across all demographics, young white females who identified as liberal or very liberal were by far the most likely to report a mental health diagnosis. In fact, a majority of young white liberal women, 56%, said they had been diagnosed with a mental health condition, compared with 28% of young moderate women and 27% of young conservative women. Interesting. So, I'm going to do a favor. I'm going to do a favor for all of you young men out there, I want you to grab a nice chair by a fire, maybe grab a blanket. I want you to get a little cozy as we engage in dating advice from Caleb Collier. So, young men, you're in your prime. Perhaps you've gone to college or a trade school. You're ready to settle down in life. You've hit the dating pool. You've seen what you like. You know what types of women you're attracted to. You know what hair color you prefer. No, it's not pink. <laughs> and as you're starting to look for the one, you know, the one that you want to put the ring on the finger, I'm going to offer you some advice here. If a woman who may be attractive, if she's wearing a T-shirt that says, I'm with her. If she has multiple piercings on her face, if she has multicolored hair, if she drives a Subaru Outback, if she's from Portland or Seattle, if she has gone to college and has a degree in women's studies, these are all women that you want to stay away from. Because I'll tell you right now, young men, you do not want to be chained to a woman with mental health issues. That's going to become problematic in your marriage. Okay, if you are married to someone that is severely depressed or schizophrenic or bipolar or any of these other issues that they have, that's going to come up in your marriage and it's going to cause problems. So stick with me and start hunting for a, a young woman, and maybe you want to stay away from white women. I don't know. Is that too far? <laughs> but stick with women who have a biblical worldview. Go for the young woman who the world has rejected. Maybe they're more traditional in their views. Maybe they'd like to be a stay-at-home mom. Maybe they want a real man. Maybe they're attracted to real masculinity. 
and they don't want to run over you and control your life. That might be a better option for you as you're seeking that woman to share the rest of your life with. Returning to the article, I love down at the end. I feel called out on this paragraph, actually. He said, I didn't write this thread to mock white liberals or their apparently disproportionate rates of mental illness, and you shouldn't either. Well, I did, and I'll probably continue to do so. He also says, uh, this Goldberg guy wrote, rather than question that's, uh, rather, rather this is a question that's unexplored, which may shed light on additional differences toward various social policies. Okay, he thinks that one of the reasons why this is the case is because white liberals are more likely to seek mental health evaluations. And initially, I want to reject that completely. But he may be right. Not for the reason that he thinks he is. No, it's because, well, liberals in general, but white women liberals, they want a mental health diagnosis. It's that victimhood mentality. If they can get some diagnosis, then there's their reason. Reason for why ever they're not successful. Didn't get the job you wanted? It's because I have a mental health issue. Didn't get that boyfriend that I wanted? Mental health. You can go through life, your entire life, blaming this one issue for every reason that you haven't had a win. That's what this is about. Now, granted, all of these policies that they're following are guaranteed to ensure that you're not going to be happy. And as you view things internally, as you make this world about yourself, instead of what you can do for others, instead of pouring yourself into a project, as you focus everything on yourself, well, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get depressed. When you spend all day long on social media, watching these TikTok stars and Instagram, and you start looking at the amount of followers they have, and you start looking at the videos, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. Why can't I look like that? Not understanding that these people are completely made up. They've got the makeup. They've got the personal trainers. You'll never be able to achieve that. Well, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get depressed. You're going to start developing some of these mental health issues. And I, for one, oh, wait, I forgot this last point. This is great, too. White liberals in particular who are often at the forefront of social justice movements that don't necessarily affect them directly may be susceptible to white guilt and savior narratives. Come on now, guys. Social justice movements that don't necessarily affect them, uh, like pretty much every single social justice movement that don't really affect anything, don't affect any type of positive change. And then they're going to struggle with white guilt. <coughs> I love white guilt. I think it's the most ludicrous of, of all the guilts, all the issues that we currently see in our society that you would struggle with being privileged enough to be white. That's a joke. And conservatives reject that. 
And guess what? We're happy you're over it. We're happy because we don't struggle with it. I have zero white guilt. I'm very proud of the fact that I'm a straight white male that lives in the greatest country in the world. So ladies and gentlemen, as I conclude this story, I'd just like to know, are you entertained? Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? <laughs> I would hope so. I would hope the vast majority of you when you hear a story like this coming from a show like mine would be sincerely entertained. Let's move on from there and let's talk about another one. Another ridiculous story that is really going to send me off. I'm just going to warn the audience right now that you're going to get a rant. And if you like my rants, then you're going to enjoy this part of the show. Climate change causes heart attacks. Of course it does. Looking at the data, it's painfully obvious that it's climate change that is causing this recent spike in heart attacks, cardiac arrests. And in fact, we can look at all of the athletes and come to one simple conclusion. Athletes spend way too much time outdoors and in the sun. And so, of course, they're going to be suffering from heart attacks. That makes total logical sense. That yes, indeed, it's spending too much time outdoors that is actually killing us because of the climate change. Look, I'm not going to make fun of it, but Matthew Perry, right, friends, where was he found? He was found in a hot tub outside. That's what killed him. It was the climate change. Nothing else. Are they really thinking that we're this stupid? This, this report just came out. That climate change is the reason for the heart attacks. And we shouldn't be surprised. James O'Keefe with uh, O'Keefe Media Group. Well, he had that fantastic hidden camera report on the news media, talking about the next big thing. We were just post-pandemic, and he got this moron who was trying to impress his date to discuss what the next big thing, the next big narrative, and what was it? Climate change. It's going to kill us all. All right, so we got to focus on this. It's a perfect bad guy. There's literally nothing we can do about it. The globalists want to take us back from first world nations to third world nations. And the best way to do that is to destroy our infrastructure, our energy. Got to go green movement. Otherwise, everybody's going to die. And now they've found the perfect culprit for the sheep anyway. But they found the perfect culprit to explain away this sudden rise and died suddenly. Yeah, all these young people, all these people that when you look at them, they look to be at the peak of their lives. I'm 45. I'm not all that old yet, but I remember myself in the 20s. I could do anything. I was immortal. I could run. I could jump. Nothing hurt. Sleep wherever I wanted, on the floor, in the middle of the desert, on a military op. It didn't matter. And these are the people that are more susceptible to recent heart attacks. You see, they got to control this narrative because there's far too many of us that either never believed it or woke up. Woke up and realized, 
You know, that experimental mRNA jab that we all took, or most people took, yet that might be the cause for all of these health issues. Health issues that I'm experiencing myself, my aunt maybe dying, cancers on the rise, heart attacks, strokes, seizures, massive blood clots. Yeah, we're all starting to question things. The recent data is showing that the vast majority of the American public is refusing the next booster shot. They're not going to get it. Why? Because those of us that are sheepdogs have woken a lot of the public up, at least to this. And if that's all we accomplish, I've done a job well done. If that's all I've been able to get by the years that I've been doing church and state is that people start questioning the vaccine, then I'm proud of the work that I've done. But the left's got to control that narrative, don't they? The left's got to come in. And however ridiculous the story is, they got to peddle it. They got to peddle it because they know through fear, through putting the public back to sleep, they'll accept ludicrous stories such as this one. Climate change. How dare you? Oh, Greta. You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. <laughs> I do not have empty words. I'll let you know that right now. How dare she invade my production? Oh, I can't stand that girl. But you'll see more of her. And you'll see more people like her. Peddling this, this fear porn of climate change. They're all going to die. The, the, the elites, don't worry about them. They're going to continue to live in their mansions right by the ocean, by the way, which they claim the ocean's going to rise. I think I'd probably move to the mountains if that were the case. Not them. They all like the beach, like me. But no, they'll be okay, and they won't have to suffer at all, just like almost every single dystopian movie you've ever watched. There was always an elite class, and they lived above the common people, the serfs, the rags. But the rest of us, the rest of us poor saps who are not part of the insiders, well, we'll be required to make a lot of sacrifices. We'll be required to drive electric cars, if we're even allowed to drive at all. We'll be required to give up meat and eat the bugs. Yes, that will be our protein source now. We'll be expected to uh, just deal with rolling blackouts and brownouts. Because that's the price that we're going to have to pay to ensure that the world survives. It's a very secular mindset. It's a mindset that has rejected our Lord Jesus Christ. Because we as Christians know that everything you say is a lie, is utterly foolish. Because there's not one thing humanity can do that will guarantee that this world survives one day past when Jesus has decided it's going to end. And you know what? We're all going to be out of here. We all are guaranteed an eternal place of joy and no pain and no climate change. Church and State is sponsored in part by Patriot Church and the Constitution Party. I'm Caleb Collier. I was born for a storm. Welcome to the fire.